888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 246, I'm going to be talking about Facebook Live Video, What Bloggers Need to Know. Yes, you know it, I know it. 2015 was a great year for live streaming. With the launch of apps like Meerkat, Periscope, and even Blab, live streaming, especially for mobile devices, have really come to the forefront. In fact, Facebook has started rolling out their own version, Facebook Live, to users across the U.S. at the end of 2015. As a result of this and many other changes in the industry, I really believe that live streaming will grow by huge leaps and bounds and it, will, and it will be something that bloggers will take advantage of to grow their audiences. Well, I want you to be on the forefront too. So Facebook Live Video, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, episode 246, that is where we are today and we're going to be talking about Facebook Live video. You can find detailed show notes up about this episode, anything that I mentioned, the resources and all that good stuff at becomeablogger.com slash 246. And as usual, you know, I got to keep mentioning this because I keep forgetting to mention this. If you have a question that you would love for me to deal with on the podcast, you can always call the hotline and leave a message. And the hotline is... 888-835-2414. All right, you can call that number, leave a message, and I will make sure to check it out. And if it makes sense to cover that, it could even become a full episode on learning with Leslie. So let me tell you what we're going to talk about in this episode. First of all, we're going we're gonna to take a look back. We're going to go back into time and look at live streaming in 2015 and talk about some of the developments that have happened then we're going to talk about why I think Facebook Live video is a big thing. It's something that I believe that we should at least pay attention to and in many cases use to help grow our blogs, to help grow our businesses. Then we're going to talk about how to use Facebook Live. And then if you make a decision that you are going to be using Facebook Live, I'm going to give you some tips for how you can use it uh, as a blogger and not just use it and say, hey, I'm on Facebook Live, but use it and see results. So I'm going to share all of that with you. Now, before we go into the quick tip, I want to make a quick um, plug for the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. The Become a Blogger Coaching Club is something that I started about a year and a half ago, and it Man, it's like one of the fav my favorite things that I do because I get to connect with bloggers and help them, personally help them on their journey. I, I, we have a Facebook group, and there was a, there was a post that was left in there yesterday, and I got to read it from you. It's from Musanet, Musanet, I think that's how you say the name, um, from South Africa. And this is what he said. He said, hey, everyone. I just wanted to say I really appreciate this group. When I watch the engagement, read the comments, hear of people's progress, and even 
their problems, um, because of their progress, it inspires me. I'm reminded of why I started my podcast and have decided to stay and figure this out. I really couldn't see the way forward, but I've seen how quitting would cost me so much. Thank you for being a part of my redeciding to podcast. And there are people in there that are really engaging and sharing and getting a lot of value, helping each other out. So if you are on this blogging journey, and maybe you feel discouraged at times, you wish you had a community of people to help you out, I want to invite you to check out the Become a Blogger Coaching Club, and you can find out more about that by going to bloggercoaching.com, bloggercoaching.com. All right, so I got a quick tip for you before we get into the episode, so let's transition to the quick tip. The quick tip today, and just so you know, the quick tips is that this is where I share a quick tip that can have an impact on your business or make your life a little easier or even a lot easier. And today's tip is the Pomodoro Timer app. Now, this is a Mac app, and there there are probably alternatives on the PC. You can you can search for Pomodoro app PC and see what's out there. But it's based on the Pomodoro technique. Now, if you haven't heard about this, this is where you use a timer to break down your work into short intervals. Let's say you have a big project that you're working on. You break it down into short intervals, and these intervals are usually around 25 minutes. And then you separate those work intervals by five-minute breaks. And you can set the, the, whether it's 25 minutes and five minutes or 30 minutes and 10 minutes, whatever the case might be. But these intervals are called Pomodoros. And it has been shown to increase your productivity. I've tried this out and it has helped me. You know, when you know you have 15, 25 minutes to work on a specific part of a project, it's kind of like you're racing against time. And I've been at certain bursts where I've tried this out and it's really helped me to focus and and really get stuff done. So uh, the Pomodoro Timer, it's a Mac app. You can check it out in the, the, the app store. And like I said, there are probably alternatives on the PC, and I know that there are even alternative on mobile devices. So depending on what device you're using, do a search for Pomodoro Timer, and then you can try out this technique and see if it works for you. And if it does work for you, come back and let me know. All right, that's it for the quick tip. Now let's get to the main event. So Facebook Live. That's what we're talking about today. But before I talk about Facebook Live, we got to we got to kind of look back in time because I remember I I can remember it like it was yesterday, right? So I was in San Diego at Social Media Marketing World. And at the time I was on Android. I love Android. This is not an Android versus um iPhone thing, but I do love the Android operating system, the the Android ecosystem. I love the iPhone as well for different reasons. But back then, I was on Android. And we were at Social Media Marketing World. And I remember we were at the speaker's party because I was one of the speakers there. And while we were having a discussion, it was me and my, ma- my mastermind group was there as well. Um, and we were having, we were just kind of talking. And Cliff Ravenscraft had his phone out pointing at us. And I was like, what in the world is this? And he was on this new app that was called Periscope. It had just launched. 
And a lot of people were talking about it. A bunch of people were using this periscope thing. And I remember we were standing there. He had his phone out. And we were live streaming to people. And there were people on there engaging with us and interacting with us via the chat. And this was fascinating to me because you know, we were out at a public event and there were people there with us that really weren't there with us. Um, and I remember wanting to try it out. So I, I asked, hey, is this available for Android? The answer was unfortunately no. This was back in April. Um, but on May 26th, Periscope uh, launched on Android, and I was so excited. I downloaded it immediately, I think on the first day, on, on May 26th, and I, I just started a live broadcast, and I fell in love with the concept of live streaming from a smartphone because it, it, it was different from what I was had seen before. It was very simple. It was very easy, um, and I was very fascinated by it. Now, since then, a whole lot has happened. A whole lot has happened. And now Facebook has gone all in on this whole live streaming thing, um, specifically from your mobile device. And it's very clear that there's a lot going on when it comes to, to live streaming. And, and my question is, what does this mean for you and I? We're bloggers. We're, we're trying to build our audiences. We're trying to 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 to. to get exposure for the message that we have and to, to be able to inspire others, you know, create content, inspire others, and change the world. That's what I always say, right? How can this help us? All right? So I, I want to give you some more details about the history. And, and then we're going to talk about specific things related to Facebook Live and how I believe we can use it as bloggers. So um, this is not a new thing. Live streaming is not a new thing. This is something um, that has been around since as early as 1993. All right, this is your mini history lesson here right now. Um, but in 1993, there were a group of technologists that came together and started a, a, a band. The name of this band, I mean, it's a weird name, but it was called Severe Tire Damage. Don't ask me why, but it's a group of technologists from companies like Apple and Xerox and Sun and and other broadcast and 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 other companies, and they broadcasted their live performance to the the world via internet. This was the first time anything like this has, had been done. Um, so the technology was relatively new. These guys were technologists; they knew what they were doing, and they did this live broadcast. And then since then, there have been a number of sites that have gotten into this live broadcast and live streaming like Justin TV and Livestream.com and Twitch.tv for, for gaming and all of these things. And, and they've really done some significant things when it comes to moving this live streaming concept further. But 2015 was huge. 2015 was significant. And I want to tell you about some of the things that happened that led to this. The first one, um, the first one that comes to mind is Meerkat. Now, Meerkat is a mobile app, and they were launched actually back in February. And when they were launched, it, 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 it didn't take off immediately, but something happened the next month. But here's the thing. Meerkat made it really easy to do it from your mobile phone. All right? You literally, you go into the app, you add a title, and you press 
you know, uh, go live, or I forgot what the the, the 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 words on the button is, but go live or 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 live broadcast or something of that sort. I I can actually open up the app right now and tell you what it. No, actually, it's just stream. <laughs> At least that's what it says right now. You just click on stream. I can literally open the app and just tap stream without even giving it a title, and I'm live streaming instantly to whoever wants to come and watch that live stream. So it made it extremely easy. Now, here's the interesting thing that, 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 here's what was interesting about this app. It was tied into, it was, it, they were tapping into the Twitter social graph. And what this means is, if someone downloaded the app and they were following you on Twitter and you, you went live, they would automatically be notified. All right, so not just it's not just easy to to stream, but if you already have a following on Twitter, it makes it easy for you to get an audience if those people already have Meerkat. Now, this app picked up steam during South by Southwest in March. And here's why this happened. It's actually kind of ironic because as I mentioned before, they were tapping into the, the Twitter social graph. And when Twitter saw this, they actually cut them off. And they cut them off on the first day of the event. Now, you would think that that would slow them down, but that actually <laughs> that caused them to take off because everyone wanted to know what in the world is this app that Twitter cut off. <laughs> and they started signing up. So at South by Southwest, it really got a huge boost because everyone was saying, hey, did you hear about that app that Twitter cut off that allows you to do live streaming? And people were like, no, I didn't hear about that. Tell me about it. Meerkat. Oh, sweet. Let me download this app. And all of a sudden, it started really picking up steam. All right. So that's Meerkat. Then let's talk a little bit about Periscope because I think that's one that more of the people that listen to this podcast know about. I mean, you know about Meerkat, but I think more of the people that listen to this podcast maybe have used Periscope than Meerkat. Um, so Periscope is actually a company that started in 2014, and the name was originally Bounty. All right, I'm giving you some interesting facts here. But they raised a significant amount of money. They raised about $1.5 million, and then they, they developed this app. It was similar to Meerkat. It did a lot of the similar things. You could you know, start a, a live broadcast from your mobile device and all that stuff. But then they were bought out by Twitter in January of 2015. Now, Twitter announced that they bought this app, guess when? On the day that they cut Meerkat off. <laughs> so, you, so you can imagine there's some interesting talk going on about this whole uh, Meerkat versus Periscope thing. And then they officially launched the app, and I, I was mentioning before at Social Media Marketing World was the first time I saw it. At Social Media Marketing World, that was when the, the, the first day of Social Media Marketing World, March 26, that's when they launched Periscope, which made sense. You know, it's the biggest social media marketing uh, conference in the world, um, and people are going to be talking about social media marketing and all that good stuff. It was good timing for them to launch uh, Periscope. Now, as I mentioned, the Android version wasn't available. It became available in um, May 26. And because now Meerkat was cut off from the Twitter social graph, at least to a certain extent, um, Periscope 
was integrated. There was tight integration between Periscope and Meerkat. I mean, uh, Periscope and Twitter. Uh, it really started to pick up steam. And in August, August 12th, they announced that they surpassed 10 million users. So now you got Periscope that's integrated with Twitter. And now uh, in, in August, over uh, 10 million users, which is significant for a mobile app that's doing live streaming. That's, that, you know, that's huge. And of course, by now they have significantly, I would imagine that they have significantly more than that. Okay, next one, Blab. Let's talk a little bit about Blab because this one was a little different. And this, was the, this is actually one that I preferred over Meerkat and Periscope because it wasn't just about you coming on your phone and broadcasting yourself from your mobile device and broadcasting yourself to your followers and, and to whoever discovers your, 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 your scope or your Meerkat stream or anything of that sort. Instead, you could be in a room with three other people on camera. So you have these four people on camera and it allows you to interact with them. It allows you to interact with the people that are in the chat, which is a feature that Meerkat and Periscope also have. But the, dis the differentiator is... It's now a conversation between multiple individuals that people are listening to. So you can think about Google Hangouts, but really simple. Google Hangouts is good in concept, but it can get very complicated to set one up. With Blab, it was similar to per Periscope and Meerkat in that it was just, you know, click to, to go live and give it, I mean, give it a title, click to go live, and you're good to go. And this one was my favorite because of the fact that it was a conversation between multiple people. And you could bring people in easily and, and send them out easily and bring more people in easily and so on. Um, so Blab succeeded to do something that Google Hangouts didn't. They succeeded to make this whole group video chat and live stream thing really simple, really easy. Then there's Facebook Live that rolled onto the scene. On July 17th of 2014, Facebook actually la launched an app that was called Mentions. And what this Mentions app allowed you to do, well, it allowed uh, public figures and celebrities to talk to their fans. So if you already have a significant following, you are a celebrity and you can prove this to Facebook, <laughs> um, you were able to get access to this Mentions app. Now, on August 5th of 2015, they added the ability to live stream like Periscope and Meerkat. That was added to the Mentions app. But still, the one problem was that if you weren't a celebrity or eventually if you didn't have a Facebook verified profile, you know, with that check mark saying that, you are, quote-unquote, important, um, you weren't able to do it. You're not able to use the Mentions app. You're not able to live stream. And a lot of people were really complaining about this. We're going into, I'm giving you the history because I want you to have a foundation for where I see things are going. But regular folk like you and I couldn't use it. So a lot of people were complaining about it. But I actually think this was this was a smart move on Facebook's end because if you think about it, can you imagine if all of a sudden Facebook turned on live streaming for 1.6 billion people? Can you imagine what kind of a, well, first of all, a nightmare it would be on their servers? Um, number two, with so many people on Facebook trying to figure this thing out at the same time, 
I think it would have been a nightmare just in terms of seeing a bunch of foolishness on your newsfeed. We already see so much crap in our newsfeeds. How much more crap do you want to see? So I think it was a good idea for them to do it that way because what happened, what I believe happened as a result, only people that had large followings um, were able to access it. And as a result, everyone else would be anticipating this. Man, I, I can't wait for the day where I am able to live stream. And that day came December 3rd. Facebook announced that there will be, they would be rolling it out live um, rolling out Facebook Live on iOS to people in the U.S. So it's not something that they announced that would be available on Android. And I, I, would, I would guess that it's going to come on Android at some point in the future. I think it would just be smart of them to do that. Um, but they announced that they would be rolling it out to everyone. Now, I got it later in, in, um, in December, and I'll t- tell you a little bit about my experiences with it later. But I want to, okay, so we've looked at some of the, the key things that have happened in 2015. But I want to give you five reasons why I believe these things happened in terms of why did it take off? Why did live streaming take off with the advent of these apps and these features and so on? Here are the five reasons, and there probably are more, but reason number one, Smartphones are now commonplace and they're getting more and more powerful. Seems like every day, right? So the iPhone was the first awesome smartphone um, and it kind of started a revolution. And, and now you have, I, I don't know many people that don't have smartphones. Yes, there are people out there without smartphones and some people choose for various reasons not to have smartphones. But really, the, the, the mobile phone industry has come a long way, and the products are very mature, and just about everyone has them. All right? Number two, apps like Meerkat and Periscope, and I mentioned this already, it made it easier than ever. Because you don't have to do a bunch of configuration. You don't have to be a technical expert or anything of that. You don't have to be a technologist like those guys um, from back in the days when they live streamed their their musical performance. All you got to do is give it a title and go live. And that was never as easy as it became over the last year. The next thing. With Periscope being integrated with Twitter, I think it, it just made it easy for people to tap into the audiences that they already had. You didn't have to start from scratch. You didn't have to you know, rebuild an audience um, from nothing if you already had an audience. Now, if you're just getting started, of course, you have to build your audience. But if people already have a significant following on Twitter and they had already been active, then it made it much easier for them to build a following on an app like Periscope. Number four, there are many celebrities that have been quick to jump on both Meerkat and Periscope. And of course, when you have celebrities going on a platform, you're going to have people following them. Um, Now, I remember I've been on on scopes with Kevin Hart, for example, where he was getting ready to go on the stage um, uh, for his tour. And he, he would take us behind the scenes and we would be right there with him. I remember I did. A, I was on a scope with Serena Williams. She was laying in bed and just having a chat with us and and the followers that were on there and and answering questions. And the list goes on and on. There are all kinds of celebrities that 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 are active on 
Periscope and Meerkat. You have people like Clay Aiken, Melissa Joan Hart, Kevin Bacon, Mark Cuban, Ellen DeGeneres. You have celebrities that are jumping on these platforms, and that brings huge audiences along with them. And reason number five, mobile live streaming. All right, someone, someone live streaming from their mobile device, like we've been seeing that, like we've seen in 2015. It gives you a a deeper connection than just tweeting or posting status updates. And that, I think, is a big part of it. That is the key because we've never been able to, uh, you know, have the ability to be, quote-unquote, in bed with celebrities. Like, wait, this sounds wrong. Like, I'm saying I was in bed with Serena Williams. But she was in bed, and we were interacting with her. We've never had that kind of connection before with these pub- public fi- figures. And and not just that, you and I were never able to easily just take out our smartphone and share our thoughts uh, with with people scattered all across the road. The, 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 not the road, but the globe. All right? We, we, we want to share our, our, our hearts. We want to share our, our thoughts, whatever the case might be. It's never been this easy. It's never been this easy. And those are some of the reasons why I really believe it took off. Now, let's talk about why I think Facebook Live is positioned for success. The first reason is going to be quite obvious. And if you think about it, you already know what that reason is. It's on Facebook. Okay, so the last we know of, of Facebook stats, and I believe that it's larger by now, but there are approximately 1.6 billion users, 1.6 billion people on Facebook. And of that 1.6 billion people, 1.4 billion on mobile devices. That is huge. That's not 10 million. It's, I said billion with a B. <laughs> One billion dollars. Imagine me like with my pinky finger doing the Austin, uh, what, what's this called? What, Austin Powers thing. Did you picture it? Yeah, that's it. 1.4 billion users on mobile devices. Every day, every day, over 1 billion daily active users. That is ridiculous. Over 900 million daily active users on mobile. That is ridiculous. So, to summarize, why I believe it's positioned for success, there is no bigger social media platform in existence. All your friends are there, your mama's there, your auntie's there, your uncle, your, your, your enemies, your frenemies, everybody is on Facebook. And now when you take a technology whose time has come and you put it on a platform that everybody is already on, I believe that you have a recipe for success. This is why I believe that Facebook Live is positioned for success. Now, let's let's do a comparison. I'm going to do a comparison between Facebook Live and Periscope for those of you that are wondering about the difference. I'm not going to talk about Meerkat much. I don't have a lot of experience with Meerkat. Periscope is obviously in well, yeah, it's obviously doing better than Meerkat because of the deep uh, Twitter integration, and, and they've now just released in the last week or two that you don't even have to go to Periscope. You can watch a live stream from directly on Twitter now. I don't know if you knew that, but that is the case, and I think that's huge. Okay, so um, 
since Facebook Live has started being rolled out, started being rolled out? Since they've started rolling Facebook Live out to um, I- iOS users, you, I've heard a lot of people say that it's going to be a Periscope killer. You know, I don't believe that's the case because, you know, there's Twitter and there's Facebook. These two networks, obviously, Facebook is doing way better. Twitter has been having some struggles, but there are people that still love Twitter. And the people that prefer Twitter, I think they're going to prefer Periscope. The people that prefer Facebook, I think they're going to prefer Facebook Live. But there are some differences, and I want to point those out. In terms of reach, obviously, Facebook is going to have a significantly greater reach. They have over 1.6 billion members. That's huge. Periscope has over 10 million members. They're growing significantly. Um, But in terms of reach, there's going to be a significant difference there. Um, So where that's concerned, I think Facebook is the clear winner. And that's huge because you want to be where the people are. If you are marketing your blog, if you're marketing a business, if you're marketing anything, you most likely want to be where people are. There are people on Periscope. But there are also people on Facebook and significantly more, um, significantly, significantly, significantly more. Is that a word? I'm coining that. Significantly, significantly, significantly more. That was just so corny. My students back in high school, when I was teaching high school, would, would, would be looking at me and putting their head down and hitting their forehead and saying, Oh, Mr. Samuel, what is wrong with you? Anyhow. So you're probably doing the same thing right now, but saying, oh, Leslie, what is wrong with you? Stop being so corny. Let's move on. Video mode. When you look at a Facebook Live video, it's a square video, unfortunately. I don't like that. Um, Periscope allows you to do portrait. I don't like that as much either. Um, But it also allows you to do landscape. So like the regular, you know, you're watching a TV screen. It has that orientation. Um, so, So where that's concerned, I think Periscope is the clear winner. Okay. Now, in terms of discovery, on Facebook, your friends are able to see when you go live. If they subscribe to you, um, they can get notifications on their app and on Facebook and even on the desktop, letting you know that, letting them know that you're live, and they can share it with their friends. And of course, friends share it with friends and friends and friends. And um, that that there's a huge potential audience there. Now, on Periscope, it's a little different. Uh, You have followers, and they get notified. And like I said, they've just recently added deeper integration to Twitter so that your followers can see your videos directly in their Twitter streams. Um, What's different here is also that Periscope, they have a section in the app that you can kind of just browse and discover different people that are live streaming that you don't necessarily um, follow. So I would say that Periscope might have a a slight advantage there in terms of discovery, um, but it depends on where you have more followers and where you have more engagement. Now, let's talk about social proof. How do they differ? Um, The concept of of social proof is very simple. Um, People are more inclined to do something if they see a lot of other people doing it. That's just social proof. I don't know if you've ever seen this video where there's this guy on a field and he's just dancing crazily by himself. I think he's not wearing a a, a t-shirt. He's not wearing a shirt. He's just wearing some shorts. And in the beginning, he looks crazy. But as more people watch him, you know, someone comes and joins him. And then a a few more people come and joins them. And then more people come and join them. And then all of a sudden, everybody's fighting to to, to come on on, on (laughs) where this guy is and start dancing. And now nobody's looking crazy because everybody's doing it, right? So if you see a video 
that has been viewed millions of times, you're going to think naturally, oh, man, this this might be worth watching. This looks interesting. Everybody likes it, right? So this is a it's it's a, a strategy, it's a tactic that social social networks definitely use. They show the numbers of likes and hearts and shares and all those types of things because they want you to see that social proof and be influenced by that social proof. So Facebook, when it comes to your Facebook Live videos, they use the typical like system. You can like a video, um, but you can only like it once. Once you like it, you like it. You can unlike it and then like it again, but it's still just one like. Now, Periscope is a little different when it comes to um, uh, 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 when, it, when, when it comes to social proof because they have a heart system. If you're watching a, a, a video, a live video, and you, you like what that person is saying, you can just start tapping on the screen and giving them hearts. And you can give them as many hearts as you would like. So th- the way they approach social proof is a little different. And the winner here really depends on your preference. Um, you get the instant feedback from Periscope, but I think that that can be easily gamed where you have people in there just hit, hitting hearts a ton of times and making it look like stuff is awesome when it not it really isn't. I think it just depends on how you prefer that. But that's how they deal with social proof. Now, I personally prefer Facebook Live, and I'll give you some reasons why. Reason number one, it's the same as before. It's on Facebook. Now, in addition to just the numbers, this is the social network that I am focusing on. Um, it's my social network of choice. I get more engagement on Facebook than on any other social platforms. I, I hardly get any engagement on Twitter. Um, and I, you know, I just believe it's important to focus. If you are trying to accomplish everything and be on every social network... And, and and do them all well, that becomes very close to impossible. I believe that instead of trying to be everywhere, it's better to try to be a fewer, pla- fewer places, but with more of an impact. So Facebook is that network that I have chosen personally, that this is where I want to engage with not just my audience, but my friends, my family, the people that I want to network with, the people that I want to connect with. Facebook is my social network of choice. Although Snapchat is kind of sneaking its way in there, but we'll talk about that in a later episode. Side note, just act as if I didn't say that. We'll come back to that later. (laughs) Okay, so it's on Facebook. Number two, there are more people. 1.6 billion. That's a whole lot of people. Most of the people you know, they're on Facebook. And that's going to cause more engagement. At least that's what I've seen. There are some issues in terms of, you know, Facebook pages don't get as great of or a, a reach as they used to before without paying and all that kind of stuff. But I think there are ways to, to work with that. And it's the network that I prefer. The next reason why I prefer Facebook Live, and this is huge. When you're on Periscope, this annoys me. You're on Periscope, you're doing a live broadcast, a live stream, and people are in there and they are asking questions or leaving comments and all that good stuff. Within a few seconds, it's gone. It disappears into the abyss. It scrolls up and it is no more. So if you don't track those comments immediately while you're doing the live stream, and I don't know about you, but if you're doing a live stream, you're talking, you're trying to get these ideas out, but you also have to pay attention to the comments, it makes it very difficult. All right? Now, why I prefer Facebook Live 
is because Facebook allows you to scroll through the comments so that you can see if someone said something at the beginning of the broadcast, you can literally just scroll scroll down, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up, and see what they said. And I really like that. Okay, next reason. So that was one, two, three reasons so far. I got a few more for you. Next reason. The video lives on your timeline. Once you once you finish the live broadcast, the cool thing is that you know within a few, usually within a few seconds, quite frankly, or minutes, depending on how long your broadcast was, it just stays on your profile, and it's just there. You know, on Periscope, it stays on your profile, but for twenty four hours, and then after that, it's gone. It's kind of like those comments that are gone in a few seconds. Well, that video is gone in a few hours, 24 to be exact. And if you don't download that video, it's gone. Unless you use like a third-party service like catch.me, which can allow you to save those videos automatically. But I don't like that. I love the fact that when I'm finished with the video, the video lives on my timeline. All of the comments that people left, they live there. And as a result, I can then go in after the fact and engage with the people in the comments. That, it just makes sense to me. It's like, that's the way it should be. Just like any video that's on your, um, that, that you post on Facebook. It should just stay there and people should be able to engage with it. And I like that aspect of Facebook Live. The next reason, and this is huge, I think especially for women, But because of the real names policy that Facebook has, I think it reduces trolling significantly. Now, I've been on Periscope where there have been ladies broadcasting and people would come on those broadcasts and be so disrespectful. Like, you wonder if they're human beings and if they know that they're dealing with human beings. This is a problem. You see, on Twitter, Periscope, you have to have a Twitter account to have a Periscope account. And it's linked to your Twitter profile. But on Twitter, you can create an account with any name you want. You can create with a fake name, and that's absolutely not a problem. And because you're behind a fake name, I think people are more likely to just say mean and nasty things. Um, But for better or worse, Facebook has a a relatively strict real names policy. Yes, I know that everyone on there isn't using their real name, but the likelihood of someone actually using their real name that's tied to their identity and who they are, I think that reduces the, 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 the crazy comments and the insulting things that people say on these live streams. And I think that's significant, especially for women. Unfortunately, that's the case. But I think it is the case still. And it might be the case forever. I don't know. Um, Okay, let's move on. The last reason why I prefer it is once you're done with your broadcast, you can edit your video info after the stream is over. So you can change the title. You can change the description. You could even change the thumbnail. Uh, after the video is posted on your profile. And I think that's pretty cool. You know, if you if you titled it something and you realize that during the live stream, you ended up talking about something else, not a problem. Switch it. We're good. I like that. It's not too late to fix it. All right. So 
How do you do this? Let's say, uh, by the way, uh, it's still rolling out to users. It's not available to everyone, but it's rolling out to iOS users. If you have an iPhone, you're one of the lucky people that will be able to use it if you are in the U.S. Um, But if you do have access to to Facebook Live, it's very simple to get it started, to, to, to start a Facebook Live session. All you do is you log on to the Facebook app, the the regular mobile app on iOS. You open your phone, you pick it up, uh, open up the app, and then you tap like you're going to compose a status update. So you click to compose a status update. And then at the bottom, all the way to the right of the little icons, you're going to see a live video icon. And when you press that live video, it's going to give you a preview of what it's seeing via your camera. So it's going to show you, like if you're looking at it, it will maybe show you yourself as you're in front of it. And then you click continue, you enter a description, and go live. That's it. And then, you know what's going to happen? You're going to be live. It's that simple. So you go to compose a status update, you choose live video, give it a description, and go live. Now, if you are on Facebook and you see someone posted a live video and you say, hey, this person is interesting, I want to see when they, I want to be notified when they post another video, it's going to be this little subscribe button right at the top right while you're viewing the video. And you can click on that and be subscribed so that you will know when they go live. All right, I want to give you some tips. Some tips for using Facebook Live as a blogger. So if you're trying to use Facebook Live as a blogger to grow your audience, to, to get more traffic to your website, to talk about you know, the things that are important to you, here are the one, two, three, four, five, six tips that I'm going to give you. Tip number one, plan your content. Okay, so Facebook Live, Periscope, Meerkat, whichever one you're using, Blab even, it's relatively easy. All right, to get started and to, to start a live broadcast. And, and because of how easy it is, it's so easy to go on there and just start rambling, just start talking about everything, what you had for breakfast and what's going on, the distraction that's happening in the, in the other side of the room. I know it's easy because I've done it. The first time I realized that I had Facebook Live, I just started a stream and I was like, oh my word, I'm on Facebook Live. This is so cool. That didn't really accomplish much. Um, and, and while that could be fine occasionally, if you're seriously using this to build your blog, to build your business, I don't recommend that most of your, your, your live streams be done that way in such a random manner. As a savvy blogger, what you want to do is you want to use it more strategically. You want to, you wanna, the way I do it is I outline my talking points. All right. I, these are the things that I want to make sure to cover. Um, by the way, you have 30 minutes max on a Facebook live stream right now. And I want to be as concise as possible. And I want to provide value to my audience. So by thinking about it beforehand and actually outlining these are the things that I know I have to hit, I think that goes a long way. Next tip. Tip number two. Set a schedule and be consistent. Why? Because what you want in a perfect world, this is what you want. You want people to be at their phones or on Facebook just waiting for you to go live. <laughs> That's what you want, right? But to do this, you have to be consistent with your schedule. So for, for me, for example, uh, and if you want to check me out on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Leslie Samuel. 
But I do a live broadcast every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. As of right now, this is the schedule that I've chosen to have. If I make a change to that, I will let you know. Um, but I know that every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, and I can communicate this to you right now. I can communicate this in the videos, and I can let people know every Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, come right back here, and I will be live and I will be sharing, hopefully, valuable content with you. <laughs> All right? Now, and, and for me, I know the topics that I'm going to cover three months in advance now. That's one of the things that I've done this year that's different from previous years. I create an editorial calendar for three months at a time. All right? So set a schedule and be consistent. Next tip. Tip number three. Broadcast in airplane mode. <laughs> With your Wi-Fi turned on. Now, the okay, so here's the thing, right? The last thing you want is you're in the middle of this really engaging um, live stream where people are interacting with you, loving your feedback, loving the things that you're saying, asking you questions, and everything is, like, awesome, and then someone calls you. And when, it, when they call you, of course, that ends your live stream, and that is the end. And the people there that was getting all that goodness from you are kind of like, oh, wait, where's the rest? I want more. You don't want that. Put your phone in airplane, airplane mode. Turn on your Wi-Fi. Use the Wi-Fi. I mean, if you're out and about and you're, you, know, you don't have Wi-Fi, that's going to be a little different. Um, but, yeah, airplane mode. You're, anyone calls you, it's going to go to voicemail. You can, you can check with them afterwards. All right, so that's the third tip. Tip number four, check your lighting. This one, you know, it's when it comes to video, lighting is an important thing. You want to make sure you have enough light that's on, on your face so that people can see you clearly. The better they can see you, quite frankly, the more professional you, 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 you look. When I, when I do my live stream, I have two light boxes in front of me that are shining on me. And in some cases, I'm a little too bright. <laughs> Um, but this is something that can be accomplished by, I mean, if you're in a room that's well lit, that's fine. Or if you have to position yourself so that the window is in front of you and there's light, sunlight coming in on your face, not too much. You know, it depends on how much sunlight is shining. Um, that's one way that you can do it. Or you can go with a professional studio lighting setup like I have. I always go overboard for some reason. So that's tip number four. Tip number five, stabilize your video. <laughs> People don't, you know, okay, once in a while, you have your video in your hand, you're looking at it, it's moving around, that's fine, but for the most part, try to, try to stabilize your video. Get a, get a tripod and a special mount for your phone, you know, and of course, this is with the iPhone that we're talking about in this case, but whether you're using uh, Facebook Live or Periscope, get a, get a stand Put your phone on it. Um, I use something that's called the iographer, which is right now only for the iPhone as well. Um, but it allows me to mount my, my iPhone to a tripod, any tripod, and it works very well. Stabilize your video. And the last step is kind of optional. And that has to do with the audio quality. Use an external mic. That's what I've been doing. And if you want to step up your game and have really good mic quality, I mean audio quality, you can use an external mic. Um, you, you can use the mic that's right there on your phone. Um, but if you want, if, if you're going to be really doing this, why not invest a few bucks 
in something a little better. Now, you can use the headset that comes with your phone. That's one option, and that will step up the quality a little bit. Or you can get something like the Rode Smart Lav, which is like a, a lavier, lavalier mic that you can clip onto your shirt, and that's going to give you an even better audio quality. So those are my tips. I really this is a lot. This is a longer than normal episode by just a few minutes, but I hope you got some value from that because I believe that that Facebook Live is something significant, and I believe that um, bloggers can use this to their advantage. So my question for you: Well, I have a few questions. Are you into mobile live streaming, and is Facebook something that you see yourself using? A Facebook Live. Do you see yourself using that? If so, how do you plan on doing it? I want to know. Come back to this episode. This is becomeablogger.com slash 246, and let me know what your thoughts are. All right, so let's go with our action steps. Okay, so this is where I give you some just simple action steps based on the content that we've covered. Step number one, and this, of course, is if you have access to Facebook Live. Step number one is this. Schedule a live broadcast, all right? If it's going to be next Monday at 15 o'clock. Why did I say 15 o'clock? 3 o'clock p.m. Um, just schedule it. Number two, create an outline for the topic that you're going to cover. And then number three, go live. It's that simple. Those are my action steps, and I hope you take me up on that. All right, so what's coming up? Over the next week, we have a very, uh, I'm excited about this interview because this is something that I don't know about. Uh, I don't know much about. And that is going to be with Steve Chu. And he's going to be talking about how to make money selling physical products from your blog. And in that interview, we're going to talk about how do, how do you decide what physical, physical products to create or to sell. And then once you've decided, how do you source those products? How do you get them made? Then we're going to talk about how, how do you take that and automate it as much as possible, uh, as, as much of the process as possible, that and much more. So make sure to stay tuned next week, episode 247, interview with Steve, Ch- Steve Chu. This was episode 246. I, I hope you got a lot of value from it. Visit becomeablogger.com slash 246 and you'll see all the notes and all that good stuff. Anything you miss, it'll be there. And if you know someone who can benefit from this episode, make sure to share it with them. Tell them head on over to becomeablogger.com slash podcast to find this and all of the other episodes. Uh, They can even find out how to subscribe. And if you're trying to get your blog started so you can create content, inspire others, and change the world, head on over to freebloggingvideos.com for my free course. And lastly, if you want to take it to the next level, bloggercoaching.com. Our members love it, and you will too. That's it for this episode. Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com. We're changing the world one blog at a time. Take care and God bless.